Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The countdown is on for the Eagles and the Bucks in the first round of this year's playoffs. And we'll be leading you right up to kickoff. Well, John McMullen will, because he's on every show here on uh, the Jacob Media YouTube channel, including a special one tonight that we'll give you details on uh, coming up in just a bit. John McMullen, I know you had a good time last night since you sent me a couple pictures Mm. down at the Wells Fargo Center. They put on a good show on Monday Night Raw for you? Uh, Yeah, it was a good show. Enjoyable time. Uh, So shout out to WWE for having me down there. First time I've ever sat in the front row, Jody. So I got the I got the Bob Euchre treatment, but the opposite Bob Euchre treatment. Not uh, uh, so it was it was fun to see. And when, you know, Brock Lesnar, you're a big uh, you're, you're a big wrestling fan as well. So nothing like a Brock Lesnar pop. He was there. Paul Heyman was there. Seth Rollins was there. Edge was there. It's good seeing him. Miz and Maurice were there. Unfortunately, Maurice didn't come down the ramp. That was a disappointment. Oh. But I uh, didn't see her up close. But yeah, it was a good time. Now you got to uh, fill in this one blank for me because I'm on WIP last night and a buddy of mine and uh, Goldstein sent me a uh, tweet that said how about the Miz using the Ben Simmons situation? Oh, it was great. What, the what, a ire of the crowd. what exactly did he say? What a tremendous heel uh, Mike Mazanin is, who is the Miz. Yeah, he used uh, Ben uh, willing to give up $33 million just not to play in front of you people. And who could blame him? That's That was the gist of uh, Miz's promo. <laughs> that's, that, that's what I, I figured. I didn't know exactly what he said. I got it on tape. Uh, I haven't been able to watch. I watched the first hour, and then I had to zero in on the uh, Sixers and the championship game, which, by the way, I know you haven't seen. But <clears throat> anybody who take that, go back and watch Georgia's defense. Oh, they got a couple of guys that would look real good in Eagle Green uh, next year. Um, I'm, I'm just happy they showed up and they played well. You know me. I'm always, unfortunately for – our producer, Xander Krause, I'm always rooting against Alabama because generally I root for the underdog. And They're not that's the case never... last night, buddy. Georgia was the favorite well, from the time mean, that two teams won Las their Vegas. semifinal games and they closed as a favorite last night. I couldn't believe it. I was all over yeah. Alabama. Couldn't uh, have been them more wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not talking about Vegas. I'm not talking about the smart money. But, you know, Alabama's Alabama. And, uh, they're there every year. 
and they get the one loss dispensation that other teams don't get. And rightfully, they're the best team normally. Uh, and I'm always happy when somebody jumps up and is able to beat them. Uh, I, I think it's better for college football to have more teams in the mix, but there's not more teams in the mix. It's basically Alabama and, and, and two or three two or three other good teams in the SEC that particular year. So it might be LSU. It might be Georgia. It might even be an Auburn and the Texas A&M and an outlier year, but you get my point. It's Alabama and two other SEC teams. And yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the whole landscape. You can sprinkle in the Ohio States and the Clemsons that do sneak in every once in a while. Yeah, and they can beat by three touchdowns, except Clemson had a nice little run. But I always joke about Ohio State because I don't know what the scores were last year, but I remember just the piling on of, uh, uh, I think it was, who who lost to Alabama in the semifinal last year. Uh, what, well, it was Clemson against Ohio State in one semifinal. Oh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Not out of and Notre, Notre Dame. Dame got beat uh, pretty handily by uh, Alabama, and everybody's like, oh, they don't belong, they don't belong, and they don't belong. But, uh, but they were closer than Ohio State, who got just absolutely trucked in, in the national championship game. So – it's no fun when it's not competitive. So I'm I'm glad it was a competitive game, but I'm happy I made my decision. And shout out to Chris Legenteel, uh, the uh, WWE Vice President of Global Communications. So global. thank you, Chris. You, you are you are a big deal when you've got the global attention of the WWE putting you in the first row last night. More power to you. I'm just bummed out that I couldn't go with you because John, my partner, my buddy, my pal, was good enough to invite me. He got an and one. The wife said no. I can't believe it. Come on. The wife doesn't want any part. The wife looks at me with disdain when I talk about pro wrestling. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Yeah, my wife just rolls her eyes too. Um, But John did ask me to go down, but I said, no, I got to be on the air. uh, Talk to the Eagle fans about the big matchup coming down between the Bucks. And the Eagles, you got a chance before you uh, had to head down to the Wells Fargo Center to catch up with your bud, Nick Sirianni, on Zoom. Uh, what did Nick say that interested you most, maybe gave you the biggest hint as to how things are going to go Sunday, or was it just uh, let's move this thing along and get to Sunday ASAP? Yeah, it was let's move this thing along, let's get to Sunday ASAP. You know, he we're still going to have that. Miles Sanders sort of uh, uh, talk all, all week, it looks like, because he still said there's a chance, there's a chance, and we'll see better tomorrow when they have – it's not really a practice now on Wednesday. It's a walkthrough. No, so, walk but you get the first estimated injury report, and uh, I don't know. You know, the Eagles, on one hand, they didn't put them on injured reserve for this situation. So there was at least some chance that they thought he would be back. Uh, And that um, changes some things if Miles Sanders is available. So uh, that, to me, is the biggest storyline as we get into the guts of the week, so to speak. How key is Miles to playing in this game? Uh, Last couple of games, we know he was out. This past game was 
uh, the JV squad getting beat around by Dallas, but they did run the ball effectively. Kenny Gainwell looked pretty good, so give him his nod. Uh, the previous game, Jordan Howard, not so much. It was uh, Boston Scott leading the running game, and Jordan Howard jumped in, contributed, but it looked like he was not uh, anywhere near 100%, and Sirianni used, uh, knew that and called the plays uh, according to that. I, I, I'd like to be able to say I've got a good feeling about the Eagle running game, even if Miles Sanders is out. I'm not saying I think that, that there's a significant drop-off. I'm just saying I don't know. When Miles went out earlier in the year, the two-headed monster of Boston Scott and Jordan Howard was very effective. This time, not as much, and I don't have as good a read. Uh, what do you think the Eagle game is, running game is going to look like if Miles Howard's isn't the go? Well, I, I do think, you know, one of the reasons, and that was another thing, magically, you saw the big list, I'm sure, Jody, come out. Uh, uh, I was getting to that next. Yeah. Uh, everybody's back from the COVID list. Shenanigans, you know. No, everybody was sick, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, either way, everybody's back from the COVID list. So uh, Jordan Howard and Boston Scott were two of those on that particular list, and that's why – you had a big Kenny Gainwell day in the sacrificed regular season finale. Uh, and Jason Huntley, and by the way, people got excited about Jason Huntley um, because he had a decent kickoff return and he got elevated uh, from the practice squad because the Eagles did suffer some injuries, uh, most notably J.J. Ortega-Whiteside going on injured reserve. I never got so many finger jokes in my life after I put that on Twitter. Um, injured his finger, had finger surgery. Uh, so he's on IR. He's done for the season. And people are like, yeah, I'd like seeing Jason Huntley. Nick already said, eh, it's not likely he's going to be uh, on the game day roster. So I wouldn't get too excited about that. They can run the football. I mean, they've proven it, as you mentioned, without Miles Sanders. You know, I just think it makes it a little bit more difficult. I think it makes it a little easier, certainly from 20 to 20. I think, you know, Miles is not the touchdown maker on this team. Um, so I don't want to overstate it. And there are some people that believe Miles, uh, some Eagles fans that believe Miles is a top tier back in the NFL. He's not that, but he's a good player. Uh, and I just think it makes it easier uh, if he's out there. Certainly the Eagles' most explosive uh, running back. And it, let me break it down for the Eagle fans real simply. If Miles How Howard plays, then Hundley has 0% chance. Oh, of zero, being yeah. That would be a zero. If Miles isn't back in time, they'd still need to keep four backs to get him into the lineup, would they do that solely for him to return kicks? I give it about a 2% chance. So we're talking about between 0 and 2% of him being activated for the game against the Bucks on Sunday. Eh, two is better than none, but it's, it's unlikely. Congrats. Had a good game. Um, worth bringing him back next year. Is he under one of those future contracts? I don't even know. What well, he's on the active roster now, so he got, he got put on the active roster because the Eagles... Not only was it we, – we know Tyree Jackson with the torn ACL, so he was put on injured reserve. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was put on injured reserve with the finger surgery. 
Brett Toth was also put on injured reserve. Uh, he hurt his knee in that game. So they have some roster spots, and they put Jason Huntley on the practice squad to the active roster. And by the way, that's one of the things that teams will, you will see teams do. You saw a lot of teams, if you're paying attention around the NFL, would put some of their younger practice squad guys on the back end of the roster for the final game. So they don't have to deal with those future contracts because once the season ends, those guys can negotiate with other teams and sign other players. So if you do want to keep them, now it's not usually not a problem. You sign 10, 12 guys to the futures deals. And, but if they have interest and they say, you know what, I'd like to roll the dice other way. And you really like the player. It's disappointing. So sometimes if you think somebody's going to have some interest, you'll put them on the active roster as a young player that wrote that all of a sudden that practice squad contract turns into a regular contract. You have their exclusive rights. You don't have to worry about the futures deals and all that kind of stuff. I Just know. another example of being a good general manager and gaming. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Back to sucking up to Howie. We got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah, people you, don't you like, know. You like being on that island. It's a pet peeve of mine, Jody, that people think the only thing GMs do in this league is take draft picks. There is, it is a very, very, very big job. Understood and agreed. And if it was only about making the right draft pick, the two guys in Minnesota would not be out of a job today. Yeah, correct. They, By the way, see who, who got a request to interview. Yeah, your boy JG to potentially go out yes. and uh, talk to the Broncos. Be where your feet are, JG. Be where your feet are. But I told you it was coming. I, I told you it was coming. And more power to him. I don't think he's getting a job this time around. I think he's got to have another year of successful uh, defensive coordinator here in town. Who's in Who's in Denver as the GM? George Patton. That's Where did true. George Patton come from? Minnesota under Rick Spielman. Who was in Minnesota at that time? <clears throat> Jonathan Gannon. I, I. That's how this league works. Sure. And I will say the same thing, Jody. Uh, of Nick Sirianni, people were saying, well, Nick's not ready. Great. He got uh, an interview with the Eagles. He's on the radar now. You're probably right. You're probably right. He's not probably getting the job. And it's just the first step. But guys like that, they get in the room and they wow people with their communication ability. And, and if you're in the room, you, you got a chance to sway people. And I'll give you this, and you know certainly better than I do because you attended either uh, virtually or <laughs> in person all the media sessions that he had. There is no doubt in my mind that Jonathan Gannon is a bright guy, that he's a smart football guy. Nick Sirianni, you can see a little personality when he talks. There, there's a little bit more there. And anytime you're a coach in the National Football League or on any level, as a matter of fact, I shouldn't just limit it to the NFL – um, communication is a key aspect of your job. And I think Gannon is probably a damn good communicator with his players because he's a pretty good communicator with the media. But is he a motivator? You have to be able to do both. And uh, from the first couple of, after the first, the very first one, uh, but even at that, uh, you, you saw that there was a little personality there 
with uh, Nick Sirianni. I haven't seen that yet out of Jonathan Gannon. That's one of the reasons why I don't think he's going to get a job, even if he wows him in an individual interview. I think that's something he needs to build up. Now, he could be great behind closed doors and and be different uh, in a media session. So uh, the, the teams that interview him will be able to uh, get a chance to figure that out. I think he's got a chance to be head coach in the league some year. I'm going to stand by. Not just yet. He, he's got some learning to do here in Philadelphia. Speaking of Jonathan Gannon, we know what the Eagles are going to have to do to stay in the game against the Bucks on Sunday, and that is make Tom Brady uncomfortable. You and I always have a fun time talking about the difference between sacks and pressures and quarterback hits, and you <clears> see <throat> the value in the lesser plays more so than I do. I say get home. Just get home. Get a sack. The sack is the one of the biggest plays in football. There can be plays where a pressure is as good, if not better. I know you're going back to the Minnesota championship game, which is true. That, that will forever be a big play in Eagles history because of pressure, not because of a sack. I, I don't know how the Eagles are going to get either pressures or sacks against the Bucs because they didn't do much of it the first time these two teams played uh, way back in October. Jonathan Gannon, Blitz, Chance. No, you don't Blitz Tom Brady. You will be killing uh, Jonathan Gannon if he Blitzes Tom Brady. Um, Look, there's two different, obviously, and when I say that, I mean in in an overreaching fashion is what a lot of Eagles fans always want, and which is basically Blitz, 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 and, you know, sprinkle some more Blitz on the side. Um, there are certain circumstances. If it's third and 15, for instance, you know, maybe you get a false star penalty. Um, you, you want a blitz to get the football out of his hands quickly and then rally up and tackle, get off the field. Uh, so, uh, by they're not going to blitz, I don't mean they're never ever going to blitz. I think you get what I'm trying to say, Jody, but you know, you got to be very <laughs> clear with, with, with certain fans. I mean, Tom just kills blitzes. He knows he's seen everything, obviously. Uh, he, he, he's done it all. And I've said from the start, when this game got uh, sort of uh, finalized, this is a Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave game. And I always go back. I don't go back to the Eagles beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I go back to the Giants beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Cause the Eagles win was an outlier. They want to shoot out. Um, you know, 505 offensive yards, I think, the Patriots had at the time, and they lost the football game. I mean, they were moving the football um, really, really well. Just happened to be the Eagles were moving it even better, and that's where we get into the games have personalities and all that kind of thing. Typically, if you're going to beat Tom Brady, you're not going to win the shootout. You're going to have to make him uncomfortable, as you said, And the only way to make a quarterback that smart, that experienced, that understanding of opposing defenses, uh, the only way you make them uncomfortable is interior pressure uh, right up the middle. And not blitzing, not sugaring the A-gaps, not mugging the A-gaps, whatever football term you want to use. That means those defensive tackles getting right in his face early 
and just moving them off a spot, making them a little bit uncomfortable, forcing them to throw the football a little bit quicker than he really wants to. That's how you beat Tom Brady. This, to me, really boils down to can Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave dominate this football game because they're going to have to dominate this game for the Eagles to win. And, oh, by the way, easier said than done because Tampa Bay's interior line, center and both guards are eagle level. And we think of the Eagles and oftentimes call the Eagle offensive line as good, if not the best, in the National Football League. Well, you know, it's in that same conversation as the Bucks' offensive line. So, yes, uh, Fletcher Cox knows what his job is to get in Tom Brady's face. Javon Hargrave knows what his job is to get in Tom Brady's face. Well, somebody's going to be there to try and keep that from happening on the Bucks' offensive line, and they're pretty damn good at doing it. Uh, so, uh, you're right. And I've known, I know you've said it, I've said it on the air, you've written it. Tom Brady is as good as there ever has been in the National Football League at dealing with outside pressure, that he just has this unbelievable sixth sense when his backside is uh, starting to collapse. He steps up, he slides one way, he uh, he doesn't do the spinorama move, but he'll take a step back. He almost always knows where the pressure is coming from, from the outside. Up the middle, not as much. He gets so narrow focused, laser focused on uh, the receivers. And oh, by the way, he does like to throw over the middle. That could be a big problem for the Eagles because Gronk is coming off a 130-yard game. And I'm not exactly sure who's going to cover Gronk for the Eagles in this matchup on Sunday. But that's the best place to get Tom Brady is with middle pressure right up the gut. And oh, by the way, I think the Eagles have been better at that the last excluding, of course, the JV game on Saturday, but the last four or five games of the season, both Hargrave and Cox have gotten pressure. Most times this year, if one of them gets double teamed that takes them out of the play, the it's going to fall to the other guy to beat his man one-on-one and get to the QB. They did a good job of it even getting double teamed the last month of the season. So I agree with you. That's the most logical place or the th- place where it would be most effective. Is there any chance Derek Barnett gives them anything in this game, John McMullen? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, you know, I get the numbers aren't there, the sacks aren't there, but I always, you know, bring up those advanced numbers, the um, ESPN pass rush win rate. He's top 10 in that, um, which gets into our pressure conversation. I don't think he's played as poorly as most Eagles fans think he has played. Now, he hasn't been, you know, the guy who's really come on is Josh Sweat, who's played really well. And by the way, in the same metric, Josh Sweat is second in the entire NFL behind Miles Garrett. So that's how much. I want to know who's grading the Eagles for that one. Is he grading on a curve? No, he's he's, been. He's he's second in the league and Derek Barnett is top 10 in win rate. Yeah, uh, go Eagles, go! But I'm sorry, I just don't see that. And I do watch other games around the National Football League. That's all I do on Sundays to be prepped to go on CBS Sports yeah, Radio. Yeah, when you see somebody like Max Crosby, it's hard to imagine. I agree, I agree. But I'm throwing that stat. I will say this because they put it out again last week, and it defined why the Eagles are in the playoffs. Because on the offensive side of the ball, you know, it's it's pass block win rate it's run block win rate and you know jason kelsey and lane johnson and jordan mylotta are all over it and uh 
same thing with the defensive line. In the case of Javon Hargrave, inside and pass rush win win rates, um, which people seem to believe, (laughs) but they don't believe it with Josh. Um, No, they're not just making things up. I mean, they're beating their blocks. um, And and but as I say, where where I do agree with you, Jody, is finishing on the pass rush is a trait, um, and certain guys have it. And certain guys don't have it. I don't think Derek Barnett has that. He's not a finisher, much like Brandon Graham. Many you know, is not a finisher. Never had ten sacks. Um, but they're good players. Um, and I don't want to say Derek is is Brandon Graham because he's not. But no. Um, I will say if you watch Ryan Kerrigan play at the end of his career, who by the way was a finisher. You know, again, everything's contextual. I'm big on context. You know, he's a heck of a lot better than that. Uh, and he's and look, this team is in the playoffs, Jody, for for two reasons or one reason, if, whether you want to uh, combine it. Uh, they win on both sides of the football up front more often than not. That's why they're in the playoffs. Offensive line, defensive line. Yeah, I'd, I'd separate the two because I think they win more. So it's not a 50-50 split. If you're combining those two and coming up with 100%. Uh, well, the offense dominates more. I'm not saying that, but I'm that's saying. That's what I'm saying. The strength of the defense by far is the same strength of the offense. The offense is is better at it, but the strength of the defense by far remains the defensive line. But here, here's the, the 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 Tobias Harris factor for me, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Tobias is getting killed by Sixer fans these days, and understandably so. He's having a substandard year for Tobias Harris's standards. As per his contract, the highest paid guy in the team making more money than Joel Embiid. Of course, he's getting crushed because he's not getting that done. The Eagles have the highest paid defensive line in the National Football League. Combine all their salaries, they're making more money than any other defensive line in the NFL. Are they the best defensive line in the NFL? Not even close. So, yes, while on any given day, their defensive line might be better than their linebackers, their defensive line might be better than their second day. Well, it sure as hell is supposed to be because they're getting paid that kind of money in a capped league. So, uh, I'll again say kudos Tip of the hat, offensive line, outstanding. Compare them to the other defensive lines in the league. They stand up as one of the best. Compare the Eagles' defensive line to the rest of the league, 31 other defensive lines. Top half. Maybe uh, even top I think, 10. I, I think it's top 10. But, you know, it, it was supposed to be top five. Um, is it top five? Uh, you know, again, if you if you look at certain metrics, John, it is. But I'll it, give it, you a metric. 30th in the league in sacks. There are 32 teams. They're 30th in the league in sacks. You I know. carry that albatross on the back on your back. You can't be top five. Uh, well, top it's five it's a it's a weird, um, it's a it it's weird. It usually doesn't happen. They're top five in the league in pressure rate, bottom five in sack rate. It usually doesn't happen. On the other hand, uh, give me. Do you have the top five sack leaders uh, as teams? Yeah, I don't because I know there's one that's top five, that's bottom five in pressure rate because they blitz a lot, and I'm I'll look it up in the break. But 
Yeah, it's it's weird, but I'd rather be the top five in pressure rate. And yeah, and it, I'd rather be the top five in pressure rate, bottom five sack, than vice versa. I really yeah. would. You you and I uh, disagree on that. Uh, getting home to me is a key. You get a sack. Um, there's no debating it, it, a sack. It, it, there's not, no yeah. bad sack. You can have a pressure that ends up in a 60-yard touchdown for the other team. That the quarterback dips well, here's, his shoulder, here's gets, where, here's way, where, gets rid of the ball, throws it long. The guy makes a catch, takes it in. That's six. That counts as a pressure. So what? You gave up a 60-yard touchdown. You get a sack. Yes. There's no way around it. That's a good defensive play. Which I always say, there's nothing ever wrong with a sack. But if you have to generate pressure with blitzes, and that's why it's a consistent thing. It's not an individual play. If you don't have to generate pressure uh, with blitzing, you're better equipped on the back end to play more consistent defense. If you have to blitz to get sacks on an individual play, when you get that sack, it's a positive for you. But I guarantee you there's a lot of plays mixed in where you're getting killed because they pick up the blitz and you got nothing on the back end. That's why I want more consistent pressure at all times. So that's why it's more important for me that somebody there are, you know, brilliant defensive minds who say, you know, it's I can I can scheme up a blitz and get home. But but in the modern NFL anyway, you're talking about 50 sacks in a season. I'd rather have consistent pressure from my front front four. I'd rather have both. I, I'd rather have both. Normally you do have both. Normally, if you're top, and that's why I said it's weird. If you're top five in, in, in pressure rate, you're normally up near the top in sacks. This has been a strange season for the Eagles. No question about it. He's John McMullen. I am Jody McDonald. We appreciate you tuning in as we build toward a playoff showdown between the Bucks and the Eagles here on Birds 365 on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And John McMullen, when you and I wrap this up an hour and a half from now, your day's work is not done here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Unfortunately, I got to be on the air on WIP again tonight, so I cannot be at Neck of the Woods in Pittman, New Jersey. I'm surprised I never found this place because for two solid years, I went down to Pittman, New Jersey for a three- or four-month period, three days a week. My daughter was playing AAU basketball, and the team she was playing with was working out of the Pittman High School gym. So I would have to drive her down. Solid drive. They had a good half hour, 35 minutes from uh, where I live in Jersey, but uh, go down and drop her off. And then I had like hour and a half, two hours to kill. I could either go home and come back or sit around, read a book or whatever. I had spent quality time in Pittman and I never made it the neck of the woods. Shame on me. How did I not find this place? But you're going to be there tonight for uh, uh, Krause's Coats. Um, wh and, what exactly and Joe Krause has got his own uh, IPA, Krause's uh, Coats IPA. So people uh, who show up will have a chance to sample uh, a, a new IPA. He's got his own. I got to get my IPA. Jody. What the hell? <laughs> See, McMullen and, or something. Sander, that, get on that. That, that would work. I, I, I'll drink an IPA. I like to, to sample them and taste different ones. Just give me a regular beer. That's uh, I'm I'm with you. I am. I've never been a. I, uh, I think I had a Michelob 
uh, Ultra before the show last night. Did you? Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I'm a uh, bud guy. But I'm going to have a Krause's coat tonight, though. Uh, well, please uh, enjoy. Uh, By but the way, you... it's going to be the coldest night of the year, too. So, tonight? You know, yeah. I was out with the dog earlier this morning. It is cold. So while I uh, don't envy you having to go through uh, airport security, and I don't know uh, if you've already got your flight and everything going to work, you are getting to go down to Tampa for minimum 48 hours, which is not a bad thing at this stage of the year because it is pretty cold out there tonight. Yeah. But do you do everybody a favor. If you're coming out to watch you guys take the show, it's the Eagles playoff special. Uh, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Johnny Mack. Uh, Devin Caney, a bunch of people will be out there. Barrett Brooks. Oh, Barrett's coming too? All right, good uh, for, good for Barrett. Um, please bring a lightly used coat and or jacket. Yes, yes, we'll take a jacket, even though jacket might not be preferable at this time of the year. We'd like a heavier coat if we're going outside, but we make a donation of these coats to people who need them. So please come out, watch the guys taping the show at Neck of the Woods in Pittman, New Jersey tonight. And if you can, please bring a coat and donate to two Krause's coats. All right. Mega Mac guys coming back more right here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Coachek, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coachek here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. 
for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. I'm Birds 365. Uh, hour number two, we're going to get one of our buds up. Haven't had him on in at least a month. I don't know when last time we had him on. Bob Groats, uh, Eagles beat guy from the Delco Times. Uh, now, Groats was one of our more pessimistic guys earlier yeah. in the season, was he not? When, when the Eagles it. were struggling, I think he uh, certainly was uh, adapted. I think we had him on in the preseason, and he was worried about Lee going one and seven to start the season. I think Bob was the one and seven guy, which they weren't that far from. No, Coach was, he was not close. that far. He was not that far off. No. Uh, but they have rebounded and had a very good second half of the season, enough so to put them in the playoffs against the Buccaneers. But as I said last week. And I said yesterday, and we'll say today, tomorrow, and Thursday and Friday, it's a bad matchup for the Eagles. The Bucks are the worst matchup they could have gotten. Worse than the Cowboys, worse than the Cardinals, worse than the Rams. I just think it's the, the worst matchup for them to have because I think Brady is a master at being able to beat defenses. No, they've got a couple of key guys out on offense. You lose a guy like uh, Godwin, he's going to take a hit. But he seems to raise the elevation of other players when they're plugged into the lineup. He's only been doing it for 20 years, first in New England and now in Tampa. And or he leans on the superstars he has. And I think it's kind of humorous that uh, those who believe the Eagles are going to win this game are pointing to the fact that, yeah, guy wins out of the lineup. And the Eagles have two wide receivers. They've got Devonta Smith. And I got Dallas Goddard. Got it. They got, I should say, two receivers um, that they Quez lean Watkins. on heavily. Excuse me? Quez Watkins. Quez, I got a yeah, lot yeah. of I Quez got a no- lot of Quez Watkins. Quez man. number yeah. three. Uh, but we we know what the Eagle passing game has been like for the last half season. Um, it's Dallas, it's Devontae, it's the watch JJR saying a white side dropped the ball. Um, so they're they're basically a two receiver team. If you look at the the Buccaneers, uh, Evans and Gronk, pretty good two-receiver team, two, uh, team themselves for Tampa Bay. I would even suggest a better two-receiver team than the Eagles' two receivers. So you expect the Eagles to move the ball and score points when they only have two receivers, but somehow Tampa has been dismantled by injuries outside. Antonio Brown walking out the door, Godwin being injured. Uh, who the hell is Brady going to throw it to? How does Evans and Gronkowski sound? I think he's got a better tandem than the Eagles do right now. Uh, well, yeah, definitely. But, uh, you know, that's not the strength of the Eagles offense. It is the strength of of the Tampa Bay offense is the passing game, not the running game and vice versa for the Eagles. The Eagles are going to run the football. And hopefully from their perspective, and, you know, Nick has talked about it, one of the, one of the main goals of, of – sort of skipping week 18 they didn't skip it but they sacrificed it was to try to get Jalen Hurts as close to 100 percent as you can get at this time of the year to 
uh, put that part of the running game back into the mix, which makes it even more difficult for the opponent when you have to deal with that plus one at the quarterback position. And, you know, again, when you talk about matchups, you're not going to run the ball up the middle against Tampa Bay uh, with Vita Via there. You're just not going to do it. So you got to do it in more inventive ways and you got to scheme it up a little better. Now, nobody's better at scheming up the run game than the Eagles and Jeff Stoutland. So I don't think they'll have a problem with it, but it does make it a little bit more difficult when you take at least one part of it away. And that's why it's really important to get Jalen Hurts back in the mix in the running game, because I don't think you're just going to be able to line it up and go between the tackles. But, you know, I want to go back real quick, Jody, uh, to our previous conversation, because I just wanted to tell everybody because I looked it up. Uh, so Eagles offensive line, defensive line, and this is ESPN. Remember, this is not pro football focus because I know a lot of people have problems with pro football focus. This is ESPN. Team pass rush win rate. Eagles are third behind the LA Rams, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Carolina Panthers, who had one of the best pass rushes, Brian Burns, et cetera. Uh, they are third, uh, tied with the Cleveland Browns, but they're a little bit ahead with Miles Garrett and company. Run stop win rate, they're eighth, so top 10 on the defensive line. Offensive line, pass block win rate, second in the NFL behind the L.A. Rams with Andrew Whitworth. Team run block win rate, second behind the Washington football team with Brandon Sheriff and Charles Leno. Um Second, second, third, eighth. That's why they're in the playoffs. Right. And I'm not surprised that the, as I said, last segment, offense, bigger dominating force than the defensive line. And again, my problem is there's subjectivity to that. Uh, You can either uh, take in as much grades as you need to formulate an opinion on the individual or group website, whatever, that's formulating the opinion, but it's an opinion. Sack is a fact. There's no other way around a sack. A sack's a fact. A pressure, a uh, a win rate, there's subjectivity to that. So that's why I will always default to, well, how many sacks did you get? Because there's, there's no debating that. It's not two people looking at a tape and being able to say, well, here's what I see and here's what I see. No, sacks a fact. So that's why I think sacks are the easiest way to look at a team and say how good their pass rush is. And Eagle pass rush needs to be better this week. I, I'm so, Whatever ESPN's win rate is, doesn't matter to me. I think you can get win rates and Tom Brady ends up picking you apart and throwing for 350, 400 yards. So how much did you really win on an individual play if Brady's making a play downfield? It doesn't really matter. Well, sack, you're, you know you're, that a play is not. Yeah, uh, and that's why and, and, and that's why football is the ultimate team game. But if you want to break it down to players, and that's what we're talking about individual. I mean, you can only do what you can do as a player on an individual play. And somebody might, you know, Jalen Hurts is a perfect example of that for the Eagles on an offensive side. Look, you might do everything right defensively on a particular play against the Eagles, you might cover and then he might extend the play and do something off schedule and you get, you know, you get beat, but the individual players from a coaching standpoint, you look at them and say, well, you guys did your job on this particular play. 
And the theory is the more times you do that, and I agree with this theory, the better you're going to be. The more consistently you do what you're supposed to do, the more times it's going to end up, to, not always, but, you know, more consistently. So, all right. So if we look at sacks, the Eagles are way down the list in sacks at 29. And again, it's it's weird. So Pittsburgh led the league in sacks um, with 55. And their win rates, um, I'm trying to do this as we go along. Their win rate was only 13, 13th in the NFL. Pass rush win rate. Put those two side by side. You could have the Eagles. I'll take the Steelers. Well, all right. Well, let's go down the list. Uh, you know, TJ Watt is a dominant player. Second, and maybe this is the biggest outlier, the Rams, by the way, third. See, the Rams make sense. This is what usually happens. The Rams are third in the league uh, with 50 sacks, and they're first in, in, in pass rush win rate. Uh, you know, a lot of it's Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah. Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald, and Von Miller's Von Miller. When they got Von Miller, I mean, those guys win more often than not. Now, here's the outlier: uh, Vikings, 51 sacks, second in the NFL, 29th in pressure rate, 29th in pressure rate of 32 teams. Mike Zimmer blitzes a lot. He's got the overload blitzes. He's got, he's the best blitz doctor caller in the NFL. He's got the A-gap blitzes. He's got every blitz under the sun. But the Eagles' pressure rate is 50%. Their pressure rate is 35%. I'd rather be the Eagles. I would rather be the Eagles. I don't want to have to dial up every blitz under the sun. I don't want to have to do that. And that's what makes the great defensive coordinator when to blitz and when not to blitz. It's so easy to make it uh, always blitz or never blitz. It should not be that. It's not only the balance of when you do and when you don't, but how well you disguise it as yeah, well. Yeah, but here's when the problem, you blitz, Jody. You're you right. Get beat you're for right. Big on plays one downfield. end, on one end, you're right. But if you're not getting pressure, you feel forced to blitz, and you say, "We're not getting home. We're getting killed." We got to do something. And all of a sudden you're in this conundrum where you're saying, I can't get pressure with these four guys. So I got to do something else. I got to, you know, the old adage, if you can't get pressure with four, send five. If you can't get there with five, send six. Well, that's easy against bad quarterbacks. Right. Against Tom Brady's, it's not easy. Not going to happen. But here's uh, one of the issues I think the Eagles are going to face on Sunday. They're probably not going to blitz. I don't expect Gannon to have some kind of come-to-Jesus moment that be the most uber-aggressive blitzing defensive coordinator we've ever seen here in Philadelphia. Might make some Eagle fans happy, but might not help them win the game on Sunday against game. the Bucs. Um, who's covering Gronk? A lot has been stay. Oh, the the, the, the Bucks are down guys from the season. Uh, they don't have guy when they don't. They didn't have Gronk the first time these two teams played earlier this year. 
this year Gronkowski is 100% healthy on his game. Happy too because Brady got his uh, million-dollar bonus and incentives last week. Wouldn't leave the game until Gronk got his yards that he needed to get his million-dollar bonus. So he took good care of his buddy. Maybe Antonio Brown was onto something that Tom didn't really like him as much. No, Brady wanted to throw it to him last week before Antonio Brown decided to walk off, fool. Um, but Grant goes for 130 and change last week. Who are the Eagles going to use to cover Gronk? Um, This is a very highbrow show, so I'm going to go Hillary Clinton on you, Jody, and it's going to take a village uh, to stop or hopefully slow down Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, they're not going to just send... Epsy? Are you going um, Epsy on me? I'm I'm going Rodney. I'm going I'm going uh, uh, Anthony Harris. I'm going some Epsy thrown in there. Might even have a slot corner like Avante Monix, even with the size disparity on occasion. Um, you're going to have the linebacker on him on occasion. Um, yeah, it's got to be a it's got to be a team effort. And obviously, the Eagles play a lot of zone coverage, so. Um, They've struggled uh, against good tight ends. Uh, right. We, for we a always lot talk about, season. sorry to interrupt, we always talk about the good quarterbacks. We should also look at the tight ends. When they've been up against top flight tight ends, it has not gone well for the Eagles. No. Um, and, and some of it is, I think, they're willing. I mean, their whole mentality is limit explosive plays. So they would rather limit the explosive plays on the outside and let a, a tight end get 15, 20 yards, whatever, uh, preferable than, than a wide receiver going over the top for 40 or 50. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a good matchup. It's not George Kittle at this stage. It's not Mark Andrews, but Gronk is one of the best tight ends uh, who ever played the game, and he's still um, a high-level player. Uh, and yeah, he's going to see a lot of traffic because without Godwin, he's got to be the guy on, on third downs and he's still capable of it. Let's put it that way. And the Eagle safeties are, they've been playing better over the, you know, but I think a lot of that has to do with the opponents as well. Um, they're not great. Um, and the entire back end is not great. So, um, it's a tough matchup. It's a rather touch, tough matchup for the Eagles, and they're coming into it at a time when Gronk is playing his best football of the year. Why? Because he needs to. Again, that goes back to Brady, and Brady knows exactly how to beat you. Well, Godwin goes down. Somebody's got to pick up the slack. Is it going to be the guy that they're going to plug in, who's a third, fourth, fifth receiver, Rashad Perriman, whoever you want to uh, throw in that mix. He can't compare with Godwin, so we got to get more from other people. Oh, how about we turn to arguably the greatest tight end of all time in the history of the National Football League? All apologies to Mike Ditka or anyone else you consider the greatest tight end. I kind of think Gronk could surpass them all. Um, yeah, we'll just throw the ball to him that much more often. And it's worked pretty well. Uh, the Bucs have scored 101 points in their last three games. For a team that's losing offensive firepower because of injuries on a week-in, week-out basis. Somehow they're keeping up, John. 101 points in the last three games. Almost 34 points a game. Yeah, that should be able to get the job done. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, their week week eighteen game was against Carolina, which is another dead team. Remember these these end of season stats, and there's good and there's bad to it. I mean, the Eagles piled up on the. We talked about it for weeks. They they piled up these good numbers against Jake Fromm and Garrett Gilbert. And yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, if you're a fan of the team, um, but how meaningful is it? We had that discussion. How meaningful is it to, you know, beat up on a, on a Panthers team that had given up weeks ago and, you know, Matt Rule was in danger of losing his job. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much stock I put in that. You, Just, you- Here's the problem. I don't with that, put John. stock in it on either side. I don't put stock on it for the Eagles. I don't put stock in it for Tampa. Um, it, but that's the thing. That's you know, that's the NFL. What this? I say this because people criticize the Eagles. Some people criticize the Eagles and said, "Well, they never beat a good team. They never beat a good quarterback." Well, that's what the NFL is. You take advantage. It's a parity-driven league. You take advantage of the teams on your schedule. You should beat. And good teams generally are the ones who beat everybody they should. And even those teams are going to struggle against the good teams, the few good teams. And look, Tampa Bay is one of the few good teams. And they're going to beat up on bad teams typically. Um, But, you know, they're going to struggle a little bit more against good teams. I don't think the Eagles are anywhere near where they are on that landscape. But, yeah, I don't think putting up whatever they put up, 41 against Carolina, I don't I don't think that's meaningful, just like I don't think it's meaningful with the Eagles beating up on the Jake Fromm Giants. Uh, fair enough. But let me ask you this. What would you say was the Eagles' best? You can either use the word best or most impressive, whichever one you, you, you choose. I mean that. I'm trying to ask a question to uh, formulate a specific answer. So uh, I want to give you some flexibility. Take best or most improved, uh, however you see fit. What was their best or most improved game this year, win this year? Hmm. There weren't a lot of them. I would I would tend to say Denver um, uh, because it was on the road. Um, against a competent team, obviously not a great team. Their coach just got fired. Um, you know, if you look at New Orleans, some people will throw New Orleans, but Trevor Simeon started that game. Some people even went back to the Carolina game, but I thought they were horrible in that game. Remember, Carolina at the time was good. Well, yeah, people they started they off hot. Yeah, people thought they were good. Uh, but they – they, they really got outplayed in that game. In a lot of ways, I think their best game, their best game was a loss early in the season against San Francisco because they were a good team. They are a good team, San Francisco. And I thought that was the opposite. I've said this probably on the show before. I thought that was the opposite of the Carolina game. I thought they outplayed San Francisco, but they didn't get it done. They didn't win the game. I thought they out they got outplayed by Carolina, but they managed to win the game with some big plays. They had a big special teams uh, play. They had a big uh, defensive play, and then Jalen Hurts made some things at the end. I think their biggest, their most impressive game was a loss early in the season against San Francisco, 
But if you're saying which win is the best, yeah. I probably lean towards Denver. Um, then Denver or New Orleans, which, oh, by the way, we're back-to-back weeks. They beat Denver in Denver, then came home and beat New Orleans with Trevor Simeon leading the charge, right? How impressive could it be? Uh, but at the time, the Saints were either the first or second-ranked run defense in the NFL. Yeah. And the Eagles yeah. came out and ran the ball down their throats in that game. The week after they played the Giants, and they lost to the Giants. And the Giants were already pretty damn bad afterwards. And shortly thereafter, they went even further into the tank and finished up the season as one of the worst teams in the National Football League. If you're going to question, will Brady's putting up numbers against a uh, Panthers team that wasn't real good, a Jets team that didn't well, it's not up. Brady. It's more of the other guys. Like, I'm not concerned about Brady. I mean, Brady's Brady, you know. I joke, Becky Lynch came out uh, yesterday at the show yesterday with uh, an interesting outfit that uh, had goat on the back, uh, greatest of all time. And I said, I got to see one goat on Monday night, Becky Lynch, and I get to see another on Sunday. It's not about Tom Brady. It's about, you know, you mentioned, yeah, Mike Evans and, and Rob Gronkowski, just like the Eagles have. Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. And they used to have a lot more. Um, you know, Ty- the Tyler Jacksons of the world and the, uh, I forget the other kid's name. You know his name. Uh, what was uh, the receiver? Um, oh, the, uh, the track kid from LSU. His yeah. name is escaping me too now. Um, but th- they see that, but Tom Brady's been doing that for two decades. They just plug and play a guy in, and all of a sudden he's making big plays for them. Why? Because Tom Brady's the one who's making the plays. Well, yeah, and and, and again, you know, I'm, you know, Ken, Ken, uh, and I'm looking him up. Cyril Grayson, I yes. think his hamstring wasn't as serious as uh, potentially it was. You know, Brashad Perriman's been around for years now. Former first round pick who never. Uh, lived up to the billing, Tyler Johnson, uh, all those guys. Um, I, those are my concerns. Not that Tom's not going to give them opportunities. Are they going to be able to perform? And not just, look, the Eagles are up against it. We all know. They're, you know, significant underdogs for a reason. Um, so if Tampa Bay does advance, as most people expect them to, um, you know, how do those players, can they keep conforming, uh, keep performing when you get to the green bays of the world or the Dallas's of the world, who I think obviously are, are better than you think, um, can they keep performing at that level when, you know, uh, Trayvon Diggs is out there or Jair Alexander is back and, you know, we'll see, we'll see, but certainly, you know, Tom has elevated people. I'm not arguing there. He's a lot of his teams in New England. It's a bunch of nobodies at receiver. Um, you know, and I, I've always thought it was ironic. You know, Tom had a great receiver, maybe I think the second best receiver who ever lived for a very short time in Randy Moss. And he had the 23 touchdown season, whatever it was. It was ridiculous. And, 
They won 16 and 0, as you know, Jody. That is the best Patriots team of them all. And they didn't even win the Super Bowl because it's hard to win Super Bowls. Understood. But you're right. He's the best receiver that Brady ever threw to. But Brady made Julian Edelman into a guy that we talk about. Is he actually a <laughs> Hall of Fame player? Who the hell was Julian Edelman before he hooked up <laughs> with Tom Brady? That's what Tom Brady does. Greg Ward. Well, yeah, he. Uh, I think he had a little bit more skill than Greg Ward. And that's hard for me to say, being the fa- uh, president of the Greg Ward fan club. But you get my point. Tom Brady does this for guys. He elevates their game. Uh, he's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald with the Mac and Mac guys. I'm Birds 365. Don't forget, Johnny Mac, go out tonight, have an IPA with him, a Krause IPA, the IPA of McMullen's choice. He may be at the bar discussing with their mixologists how they're yes. going to make the John McMullen IPA going I gotta forward. I got to get that done. By the way, the IPA is named Krause's Coat Check. So I got to correct that. Krause's Coat Check. Krause's Coat Check. Go down yes. and have McMullen one Mafia coming soon. Neck of the woods down in Pittman, New Jersey. Please bring a lightly used coat or jacket. Uh, they'll be collecting them to get them to the needy people during this uh, cold season that we are under. Uh, John's going out to fight the cold tonight. I'd love to be able to join the guys, but unfortunately, I got to be on the air. Uh, so please get out tonight for uh, Cross East Coast. You're missing a lot of good stuff, Jody. Raw I, Monday I, night. I understand. I haven't seen my boy Rob Ellison shoot probably a year now. So please tell him I said hi. Yeah, that's a neck of the woods tonight in Pittman, New Jersey. For the taping of the Birds playoff special, McMullen will be in the house. All right, he's here with us today with me, Jody Mack, here on Birds 365. Right back. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krausman. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coke Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. 
I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods, Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also experience Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Rousey's Coat Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. 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 At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, guys, here on Birds 365. Five Times going to join us coming up in uh, about 15 minutes from now. Uh, John did want to touch on a couple things uh, not directly related to the Eagles and Bucks on Sunday, but around the National Football League. And this is a football show. Yesterday, while we are on the air, we had a couple of guys uh, find out that their services were no longer needed around the league. Coaches and general managers being given walking papers in uh, Green Bay and in, in Chicago. Did the Flores thing come down before we wrapped the show yesterday, yeah. or was that afterwards? Yeah, it was, uh, I mentioned it when we were talking to Chris Franklin. That's when it broke. Okay. Um, and I had a call last night from one of my favorite callers, one of my uh, most loyal callers, but one of my craziest callers, too, um, <laughs> Uh, who has uh, relocated from Allentown to uh, where the hell is he now? But in Salem, uh, Gus, um, who said if he were in charge of the Eagles, he would fire Nick Sirianni tomorrow to hire Flores as the next Eagles head coach. Uh, right? Come on. Said, what, what, what? 
the guy the guy comes in, takes over a team that was coached by a Super Bowl winning coach to a 4-11-1 record. He has a winning season and gets them into the playoffs. And I like Flores. I think he's a good coach, and I think he absolutely did not deserve to be fired yesterday. But he's three years with no playoffs, and Sirianni is one for one. So I yeah. don't know how you actually come up with Plus, that. You know, one, one thing, and I say this, I've been saying about the GM because, you know, people have been killing me for – and pointing out, you know, there's other point parts of the job than, um, uh, you know, talent up at draft picks, basically. Um, same thing with coaching. When people start talking about scheme or there, there are other things to the job. And one of the big things of the job is getting people on the same page and leadership and all these. Uh, and granted, these are nebulous terms and there's no metric or no stat or no, nothing like that but guess what when you don't get along with the general manager it's going to be difficult for the organization now people in miami are up in arms that they chose chris greer over brian flores fine i i you know i don't i'm not there every day i don't know who's uh if 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 steven ross made the right decision or not but the bottom line is the two of them weren't getting along so you got to choose one of them. And, you know, this is one of the things I have criticized Howie Roseman in the past for, um, in the, in the ability that he has grown and evolved in understanding, look, you got to, you got to get along with people. If you, you can't do everything yourself, you're a head coach, a GM, you got to delegate, you got to trust people. You got to bring in people. You got to get along with people with people. You got to lead people. Big part of it. And, you know, Nick Sirianni's done a, a wonderful job as a rookie head coach in this league. And you only expect it to improve here. Why anybody would want Brian Flores in Philadelphia is insanity. Insanity. Well, but I do think he's a talented coach. Do you not think he's a talented coach? Do you not think I, I think he's fine, but I else? think you have to learn what I just said. I think you have to learn things. I think he's fine when it comes to schematic standpoints as a as a defensive, but it's a bigger job than that. It's a bigger job than that. And and your biggest job is leading people and getting as many people. You're never going to get everybody on the same page because it's impossible. But getting as many people on the same page as the leader of an organization, the on-field leader, that is the biggest definition of being a successful head coach in this league. And I don't think enough people realize that. Yeah, I, I, I'll take X and O's. If, if, if it's got to be a one or the other, yay or nay, can't have a combination of the two, I'm going to take X and O's over uh, uh, being able to get along with people. Uh, I'm sorry. Bill Belichick is, Emotional one intelligence, Bill Belichick is one of the gruffest guys I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, but he's, he's the greatest coach of all time. But his players generally love him. He's grew up to the media. That, 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 so I'm you're suggesting that Flores' players don't like him in Miami? Well, I'm, I'm suggesting the GM and him weren't getting along. I, I have no idea. Okay. What, what's, Belichick's, what's Belichick's relationships been with his GMs over well, the years? Oh, he is the GM. <laughs> But he's got a great relationship with Ernie. He obviously has a great relationship with Josh McDaniels. He convinced him to leave the Colts at the altar. He's he's had great relationships with people. You know, you talk to people who've been, and it's one of the things I talk about Bill all the time because he's got this reputation 
um, in public, but everyone says he's got a great sense of humor. If you sit him down and I've only talked to the guy a couple of times, I have no idea. I can just listen to other people, but you talk to somebody like Jim Swartz who, you know, Bill Belichick started in, in this league way back when in Cleveland, he's got reverence for him. I mean, you know, I, it, it, and, and that's almost a quarter century ago. Um, and the relationship is still there and still strong and all that stuff. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's true about Bill Belichick. I think it's uh, um, because he's trite and just sometimes short with the media. And by the way, at other times, if you ask him the right question, like he likes to talk about certain things. He likes to talk about the history of football, for, for instance, because he's a big history guy. And, you know, he, he might go on a 10-minute dissertation if you get him on the right uh, day and, and, the, and the right subject that he wants to talk about. So to me, you know, dealing with the media is important and it makes your job easier as a head coach if you understand how to, you know, do it and manipulate things to your favor. But I, I'm talking about in the building. And Jeffrey Lurie, we all laughed at him. But he's right with emotional intelligence. Now, I, I, I still laugh at him for his buzzwords. But that was, you know, in that case, it was Chip Kelly to Doug Peterson. And I always tell that story with another one of your old friends, Ed Bankin. You know, that Chip Kelly was like, you know, head down. If you see him in the hall, we were allowed in the halls back then, occasionally. You know, he's not making eye contact with people. And forget about media people. I'm talking about players. Um, and then Doug Peterson shows up one day, and obviously he was here before, but you get my point. And he said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> he's talking to everybody. It's a little thing, but it's important. And, and I can't tell you, and I, I know I've said this on the show, Jody, I can't tell you how many times I've heard NFL people say, if you're hiring the scheme, you're doing it wrong. And Nick Sirianni is a perfect example of that in his success this season. It's okay to have a default setting. It's okay to have something you want to run. But if you don't have the players to run it, you better be like Nick Sirianni and you better be able to change in week seven or week eight or whatever it was. Here's the, the point I was trying to make. And if you are right that it was an ownership decision to choose between Chris Greer and Brian Flores, I think the owner made the wrong call. I would have kept Brian Flores and gone and got myself another general manager. If you think the infighting between those two was the reason the coach, the owner felt the need to pull the plug on a coach, shame on the owner. That's just my opinion. That's my evaluation of the two guys in those key positions with the Dolphins. That came from my point of, I got a call last night that said the Eagles should fire Nick Sirianni to get Brian Flores. Now, I'm a Brian Flores fan. I hope he gets another shot. I think he did a damn good job down here in Miami, and I think they had no right to fire him yesterday. And again, if you say one of the two had to go, I would have gaslighted the GM and I would have kept the coach. That's just me, but I'm just saying uh, the well, that's as, uh, that's and and again I'm not I'm not there so that's just what I've heard, um, but that's part of it, you know. If 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 the GM is 
you know, I don't, I, it's probably too harsh a word, but I'm going to use the word. If the GM is manipulating people better than you, in other words, he's getting people to like him. And that's, you know, there's probably a better word I'll try to come up with. And it's part of the job. It's part of the job to get people to follow you. Well, was that, that why, includes, Doug, was that why Doug Peterson was fired here? Well, Doug Peterson shouldn't have been fired, number one. Why well, was he fired? Apparent, apparently, Howie Roseman was better at manipulating people around him. Well, one real important one that kind of makes the call on everything, Jeff Laurie. Shame on Doug Peterson because he could manipulate well, Jeff Laurie uh, the uh, same uh, way Howie Roseman could. Well, one, Howie's tremendous at manipulating people. I mean, he's won... He's got more pelts on the wall than anybody in the history of the NFL. So that's number one. Uh, he wins those things. He did lose one once, but he stayed in the building and managed to manipulate it in the back door. And he still won in the end. And that's Chip Kelly. Um, in the case of Doug Peterson, I mean, how he wanted to keep Doug Peterson. That was a Jeffrey Lurie decision. Um so yeah, I mean that's you you can criticize Doug Peterson for you know essentially checking out would be the way I would describe it because he was tired of fighting for the things he wanted and he thought he earned the right and the owner didn't think he earned that right. Um and that's where the Eagles disconnect came from. Every every situation is different. And again, I'm not in Miami. I'm not there every day. I don't cover the team every day. But I, but I I do know as a coach, it's 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 your job to get everybody on the same page when it comes to the football side of things. That's the biggest part of your job. Not game planning for Buffalo in week 7. Uh the biggest part of your job is to be the leader of the on-field organization, get as many people uh, on board with your vision as possible. And by the way, the owner's got to be, yeah, the owner's always got to be number one on that list because they, the owner can do whatever the hell he wants. Right. Uh, he's, he's always, if you lose him, well, tough luck. And yeah, that's where Doug Peterson was. Agreed. And then Doug uh, might have been okay and saw the hammer coming and said, yeah, go ahead, hit me over the head. I'll uh, check out and I'll go get another job somewhere, which he's already been uh, talked to by two organizations, Jacksonville last week, and the Bears jumped right in. And I said that would kind of be a funky thing because Matt Nagy's one of his good football friends. <laughs> he and Matt were tight Matt in Kansas City. The, he went the, to his camp this uh, year and yeah. uh, non-paid assistant, blah, blah, blah. Matt Nagy gets his walking papers. Doug couldn't jump in line quick enough for an interview with the Bears. Uh, so that would be interesting. He's My already point got on, the swag, by the way. They don't have to give him all the stuff. He's already got the Bears swag. Exactly. Um, my point on Flores, more than anything I guess else is, if your bud, Jonathan Gannon, should get a job as a head coach in the National Football League this offseason, that he goes in and wows Bronco uh, general manager who he already has a relationship with. Maybe he's got to sit down with the new owner as well. Um, and he actually gets hired. 
I couldn't get Brian Flores in here fast enough to be the DC of the Philadelphia Eagles. I would love to see him added to this uh, organization. I think the guy is a dynamite. Yeah, and coach. by the way, Jody, I think he is going to get another job. I don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to get another head coaching job pretty quickly. So, uh, I I don't think it's going to be in a situation, uh, but it's going to be interesting D, DC wise because, you know. You're going to have Fangio out there, who I think is the best defensive mind in football. You're going to have uh, Zimmer out there, and you're going to have Flores out there. Um, Fangio and Zimmer aren't getting head coaching jobs. I I think Flores will get a uh, head coaching job. Do you, um, with all those guys out there, do you think that handicaps a guy like Dan Quinn of the Cowboys, who's done a dynamite job this year, come in and prove that defense? Because They were brutal last year. The Cowboys' defense stunk last year, and now they're an above-average defense, and Quinn, rightfully so, gets a ton of that credit. Picking Micah Parsons wasn't a bad move either, Uh, but he's done a real nice job at upgrading that defense. Does that hurt his head coaching possibilities because there are other good defensive head coaches who became available by by the cuts down yesterday? Well, I don't think, as I said, I don't think – I think he's more of a candidate to be a head coach than Fangio or Zimmer uh, because of how things went uh, poorly uh, for them. Um, Flores is a little bit different. You know, I guarantee you right now, as we speak today, if Quinn does leave, Zimmer will be the defensive coordinator in Dallas. Uh, that's where it came from. The Joneses love him. Um, he'll be the, they'll put him in as the defensive coordinator right away. I mean, right away. Um, but if, if Dan, you know, it's tough for defensive guys and it's getting tougher every single year. Now, you know, Brandon Staley proved, uh, you can go in there and that's one of the things where, you know, when I put the Gannon stuff out there and people are saying, well, you know, George Patton is, uh, is George Payton is just doing him a favor um, and maybe that's it. Um, and they're like, you know, he's not ready to be a head coach. <clears throat> they were saying the same thing about Nick Sirianni last year and Brandon Staley last year. You get in that door, you can, you can, you can wow people and, and it can happen really, really, really quickly. But for defensive minds in general, it's really difficult because most teams are going to want offensive-minded coaches because they should. That's what the NFL is. That's what the modern NFL is. So uh, there are, aren't are a lot of openings right now, six, I think. Um, we'll see if there's any more surprises. I can't believe the Giants are going to move forward with Joe Judge, but we'll see how that goes. Um, so it's tough, but if Dan gets a job, he's he's a better candidate than any of those names other than Flores. So if a defensive guy's getting a job, he's he's at the top of the list. Speaking of opening up the door, we're going to open up to our door next. We're hoping to hear from Bob Groats from the Delco Times. We've still got 40 minutes left on this edition of Birds 365. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coke Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coke Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Kochek, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Kochek here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Got the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365 as we build up to a showdown between the Buccaneers and the Eagles in the playoffs. That's right, the Eagles are in the playoffs. Bob Groats joins us from the Delco Times, who, when he said earlier this year, thought the Eagles could be one and seven to start the year. I'm guessing he was doubting the Eagles would go into the playoffs. Bob Groats, you got to give the Eagles props for what they've already accomplished this year. Do you they- not? They've done a great job managing the COVID situation. That's all I can say. And I call shenanigans on and, the COVID and, situation. And not only that, not only that, if you look at the quarterbacks that they beat, I mean, half those guys shouldn't be oh. in the league. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Oh, and, and by the way, before we go, I, I got I to gotta give uh, John McMullen credit for acting like he was the agent of Jonathan Gannon and getting yeah. to deal with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. I told you it was coming, Bob. Yeah. I yeah. told you. I told you, nobody believed me. You're a pal, man. I want a reference from you, if I could. Yeah, for my next, for my <laughs> next gig. And you know where John's going to score extra bonus points 
with Eagle fans that he's always wondering that they hate him. Yeah. The Eagle fans want to see Cannon out of town. He doesn't yeah, you want to get him out get of him here. Out. You should get be him thrilled. out of here. They offered to thrilled. drive him to the airport. How about that? Yeah. Well, Bob, now, well, all right, we'll go down the JG route. And and by the way, I said, JG, you got to be where your feet are. That's yeah. what he always says. So what's he doing? Uh, but I, I will say, you know, people said the same thing about Nick Sirianni last year and Brandon Staley with the Chargers. They weren't on people's radars, and all of a sudden they get an interview and Nick Sirianni wows Jeffrey Lurie, and he's the head coach of the Eagles. Now he's in the playoffs, even though people like Bob Groat said they were going to have a one-in-seven start, but we'll talk about that. Uh, who's to say he can't win over somebody, uh, Jonathan Gannon? And and Eagles fans might be thrilled by that, depending on what happens in Tampa on Sunday. I don't know. You you mentioned Brandon Stokely. I mean Staley, yeah. Staley, I'm sorry. God, why do I get him mixed up? Brandon yeah. Staley. Stokely used to be a damn good, good wide good receiver. Good slot receiver. Yeah. 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 But I mean, with all the talent that the Chargers had and they didn't make the, the playoffs. Oh, look at that Herbert, quarterback. Oof. I mean, what what kind of a hire was that? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm ready to I'm ready to start questioning that hire because that there's no way. I I mean, when they introduce the starting lineups of the chart and with the chargers and the other teams, you look at the players, you say, damn, look at those, look at that lineup, you know, offense or defense. And then they get eliminated by, you know, an interim head coach. And, um, and, hey, you hey, know, hey, hey. Rich, Rich Bisacci, Yonkers boy. Don't yeah. forget not his I'm game. not saying he's bad. But <laughs> that, that, that's my that's my stomping grounds. Well, uh, let's hear it for the Yonkers boy. Hey, I'll, I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit, Jody, because uh, I thought he would. I thought they would play for the tie in overtime, and uh, I thought that would be the safe thing to do. But he went for the win, and and that was a very confusing situation. But I don't know why in the heck Staley would call that timeout. You know, I mean that that was just so bizarre. But anyway. My whole point is with that kind of talent, you know, that that would make me question, you know, like hiring, a, you know, a boy genius there. But, I, you know, I'll give uh, I'll give Nick Sirianni his props. He beat um, he beat the teams that he could beat. Have they beaten a good team? Ah, you you got to. What is their best win? I was yeah. trying to come up with one. Yeah. I said Denver and Denver it was Teddy Bridgewater who is okay as a quarterback. Yeah, is that the best quarterback they've beaten? Yeah. I I was – after, you know, after Matt Ryan, I mean, who's the best quarterback they beat? I think it's Goff. I mean, Mm. some of the other guys – but, you know, this is – you know, they they know what they're doing. I mean, that's why they rested all these regulars to get ready for uh, the playoffs, you know, a long long run here. The more I think about this too, with and I know yeah. I know Jalen Hurts. Please has say it. Bob Groats is laughing as he said, "Long playoff run, yeah." For the Eagles. The that will guys. be saved and re-aired again. I can guarantee you, Mr. Groats. They're resting yeah. guys. Yeah, like, I mean, I you guys. Yeah, I hope get you ready mind. for the long playoff yeah. run. I yeah. hope you guys don't mind. I did a little bit of extra research for this show. Please. Yeah, and uh, I, I crunched all the analytics that I could come up with, and um, and I factored in uh, the Bucks and and the Eagles' strengths and weaknesses, uh, even through in that game earlier in the season, and I came up with the Eagles, you know, that the percentage, the the odds that they can win, the, you know, what it, what the percentage was, and uh, you know, I think you guys are going to be surprised when I when I show you this. <laughs> 
What you got? You got the zero. Ten percent. Did I got it upside down? I you, you crossed right. out the you zero. Right. I thought you Didn't said one. Zero I thought with you were the going one percent. Yeah. What do they call that when you do that? The zero with the line through it. Uh, There's a specific name for that. Uh, I should know it? what it is, and I don't. I'm asking you guys, but apparently yeah. you don't know either. That's that a is... Silicon Valley thing that I picked up. Yeah, is that... it okay? It's you're a Silicon me. Valley thing. When, I, were you, know, when were you in this the Silicon Valley? I, on the way out to visit my brother, he lives in he lives outside L.A. So you've yeah. been here in Philadelphia yeah. for decades. You got yeah. Zero, yeah, Silicon but, Valley ways of. But doing I I blend in really biased. good, Jody. I blend in really good. Yeah, I mean I okay. I'm, I travel well, like that hey. run game. That run game that travel traveled well. well. I so travel here's what well. I, here, here's, what, here's partly why I think they rested that a bunch of those starters, especially the offensive line. They think that they can go out there and run the ball and uh, create problems for the Bucks. And, you know, they might be able to do that. But, uh, you know, sooner or later – and what, what's the temperature going to be down there this weekend, 80? Uh, not that bad. It's going to be 70-ish, I think, 60s, high 60s. High 60s? It's going to be a nice day. Wow. Yeah. It was 80 last this past week. Yeah, yeah, but, it was. Uh, you know, I don't know how – It's going to be I, better know, than here. Let's that'll that that'll give them some some problems. But once you get to the playoffs, um, you know, you, you, I heard Nick talking about how, you know, you stick to the things that you did every day. Well, you know, I, I, th- this stuff doesn't work against, um, you know, starting regular starting quarterbacks and stuff. So you better come up with something. You know, you, you better have a bunch of wrinkles for this team to to keep you in this game. So oh, now we're down to 64 and raining and raining. Yes. Yeah. Uh, both, both Johnny and I would uh, type it in yeah. Sunday. Tampa weather at the same well, time. Yeah. Potential right. rain. Bring your slicker groats. If you're All going right. down to Tampa. All right. Yeah. Here's, here's the, here's the revised chance. Raise it up. Raise it up. 5%. Oh, shoot, he's going the other way. No, no maybe you're go, going up to 15. No, you go to 15%. Yeah, right. That's an extra right. 5%. Yeah. The, the, the running game, the I strength you, of these two yeah. teams, Bob, offensive, right. defensive line. So and is they, that they, where it's won? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you had, and they have proven that they can wear teams down. But uh, the, the difference being uh, Todd Bowles, he's going to take away something that, um, that uh, Jalen Hurts is comfortable to do doing in the past game, whether it's scrambling, he's going to take that away. And, uh, and then we'll see, you know, then we'll be able to better evaluate, you know, what his viability, Jalen Hurts viability as the long-term term answer. But this is a done deal, right? Excuse me. The, 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 the Jalen Hurts is coming back as their starting quarterback next year. Yeah. You know, John's line yeah, they... about FU players. And if uh, by some miracle, Deshaun Watson gets all of his illegal issues ironed out and he's good to go to start next season. I think the Eagles will absolutely make a play for him. I don't see Russell Wilson. I don't see uh, Aaron Rodgers coming here. Uh, It's basically Deshaun Watson or Jalen Hurts for the Eagles next year. Isn't it, Bob? Yeah. Well, I, and I think uh, Watson that I I think the firing of uh, Brian Flores, by the Dolphins, I think that means that Watson is – they're going to make a huge push for him. The, the new guy, whoever it is, is going to have to be on board with that. So I think that's where I, – I almost think that that's all but done. That's all but signed, sealed, and delivered. So, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's back next year. There, there's nobody in the draft. Um, I, looking around at the veterans, I mean, what, what's Miami going to do? That probably two is going to be in the deal. So would you want him to come in? Uh, you want him instead of Jalen Hurts? You couldn't. You couldn't do that. 
You could not do that, you know. No, that so, would no. Nor do I think the Eagles want to do that. It's interesting yeah. from Houston's perspective, though, because all of a sudden, Davis Mills looks like uh, he could be okay as a quarterback. So do they want a quarterback coming back? But you're right, Bob. I mean, Deshaun Watson wants to play in Miami. The owner there wants Deshaun Watson. That's the way it's got to end up. I, I don't think it's going to be any chance for the Eagles to, to, to open that door again. So Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback in 2022. But before we get there, uh, there's still work to be done here in the 2021 season. So I do want to go back to how Nick Sirianni and the organization, because it, it's an organizational decision, handled uh, week 18 against the Cowboys. Um, you seem okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, now, if know. they go, if they go, I'm not okay with it. Uh, you're I, not okay with really? it. Yeah, I think they should have play, played Hurts a little bit. You know, I, and not not because not simply because Dak Prescott played, but but he needs to play. I mean, I I know his ankles gave him some problems, you know, a few games ago, but he needs to be out there. I mean, that that's a good team. You don't get better by sitting a guy out. You know, I I think he could have done some stuff. I appreciate, you know, they wanted him, want him to be healthy for the playoffs, but he doesn't have to play four quarters. So the more I looked at that, at first I thought, oh, okay. But, you know, I don't know how this helps you going into the playoffs. You're healthy, right? How You're much – How much? I'll say this, Bob. 51 if, to 26? I mean, If they play poorly in Tampa, do people revisit how they handled – uh, week 18. Yeah, they, yeah, they'll do that. But I mean, the obvious too is that uh, the the Bucks are the defending Super Bowl champions. So you know they're they're not in that league. They're they're not in their league, if you ask me. I mean, I and and that's not an insult. There, there's not a lot of teams are and and the Bucks they've had a, a kind of a, a strange year. But uh, I I I just got the feeling with them from the beginning of the season that they just wanted the playoffs to begin. <laughs> so they, they didn't want to play Probably. 17 games. Yeah. You know? It's like, but, uh, but they did and, and they're here and uh, you know, Brady, his, his, um, his preparation and, um, and Arians, he'll, he'll have some things ready. And as I was saying before, they're, they're going to take something away from uh, Jalen hurts that he, that he feels really comfortable doing. And, and then, you know, then, then we'll see, you know, how, how he adjusts, how the Eagles adjust. And it's not just about him. It's about how that, uh, how Nick Sirianni and his staff adjust too. Yeah. Please give me more strange years to end up at 13 and four, the way the Tampa season did. (laughs) Um, All right. I'm going to ask you a tough question and it's probably not fair, but I'm going to put it the anyway. Um, So you weren't a fan of the Eagles sitting the players on uh, Saturday against the Cowboys. If they had played their regulars and they had fine-tuned things and they had dodged the injury bullet that none of their players that they played got hurt, how many points they lose by ta- to, to Tampa anyway? Uh, I, I think it's yeah. Uh, I, I think they, I think they beat the spread. What is it? Eight points right now. I think that. Yeah. So you think it's a touchdown game <clears throat> because yeah. they sat out all those guys. And you think that it was a mistake? What do you think? They lose by three touchdowns? Well, it's going to be double digits. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be able to score enough points to keep up with them. And, um, and you know, the other thing, too, uh, you know, I, I, this they, they kind of, for whatever reason, they, they, uh, they've done a little bit of coddling of um, 
Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. You know, I I think, you know, that Jets game when Minshew came up, you know, yeah. I mean that yeah. the guy had started 17 games in a row. I would let him start that game too. He would have beat the Jets, I think. He probably yeah. would have. He yeah. probably would have beat the Jets, but I, I, I don't think it was healthy. Then you got. We, then you I got saw him that week. Do you he believe he got they, over, they overestimated his injury? I think no. he was legitimately no, 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 hurt. No. You don't? No, they, they, they have they've, they've coddled him a little bit. You know, they've uh, instead of letting him go out there and, and be the guy. And that quarterback position is a that's a unique animal in the NFL. I mean, you you go out there, and in my opinion, you play. You know, unless you're unless your legs fall off or something, you know, you, if you can go out there and, and play and I'm, I think he could play. I, I think he could. I mean, is it, is it, you know, there, all, all this stuff about coaches too saying that, you know, it's all about the safety of the players, you know, just give me a break with that stuff, yeah, that, you know, that, well, that, yeah, we, right. that we know it's not true. That makes, yeah, right. That, that, that makes everybody, well, anybody who knows football roll their eyes, you know, when they hear that. So but, uh, well, I think they took advantage of a situation. He did have a high ankle sprain. They did have the bye after the Jets game. They knew they could beat the Jets with Gardner Minshew. So yeah, there's a little off his, strategy in Coming there. off that his worst game of the season, though, yes. in a game that well, – And, was, and yeah. he could have won that game. He could have beat uh, Daniel Jones and uh, the Giants. Should have beat you know? Yeah, I mean, if, if Rager catches the ball. Yeah. So, but I, I, so they've coddled him just a little bit. Now, I, he, I think the best way for him to – to, to prove that he can play is to actually play. You know, I, I would have sent him out, I, I, you know, I would have sent him out there against. So them. when Gardner Minshew knocks on Bob Groats's door and says, Bob, uh, I want a chance to be the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. How do you handle that? How, how would I? Yeah. 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 How would you handle it? I'd would, say you've would done you a great job Gardner- for us, but you know, the way uh, Jalen Hurts <laughs> is playing here, here are your chances. <laughs> Putting up percentages again. I uh, I need some percentages in LA yeah. at a no. different position, Mr. Groats. Um, two, three, four weeks. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, John McMullen said here on Birds 365. If they took down the entire wide receiver room except for Devonta Smith, I'd be perfectly fine with that. I concurred with Mr. McMullen's sentiments on that one. We've probably seen the last of Jay Jaw going on IR for the season, and I don't think he's going to be back next year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Can he's, he's can done. they also pull the plug on Jalen Rager? Can Howie Roseman admit, all right, I made mistakes drafting wide receivers. Give me a shot to try and correct them. Let's clean the slate. We got Devontae and a whole bunch of new guys. Can that actually happen with the Eagles during the offseason? Yeah, I, I think they'll listen. To, if, if there are any offers, they would listen, yeah. And, and you can tell, I mean – after the, that, those big drops against the Giants, Nick Sirianni kind of went out on a limb and said that uh, Rager was in the lineup because he still felt like he gave him the best chance to win. But if you look at the the snaps that he's playing and uh, the chances he's gotten, I mean, they've been it's been a little bit less each week. And uh, and you know, I think this last game or the yeah, well against Washington, I don't I and. This uh, Dallas game was a little bit of an aberration. He played his his fewest snaps all year against Washington. He yeah. it was steadily declining all year, and uh, and the touches too. And and guess what? Well, while that steadily declined, they they were winning games. So, you know, so they kind of answered that question. And um, but you know, Quez Watkins, he's 
he's he's just too inconsistent right now. He's got that that speed, so he's kind of a one trick pony to me. But uh, yeah, Devonte Smith, yeah, he's you're, you're right. After that, I mean, Greg Word helps him out, but uh, you know he's he is what he is. He's kind of a, a slot type of guy. He, he's been effective, and um, you know Goddard, and, and, and you know Goddard, I, I would Goddard's uh, been great. Yeah, but he's a couple he, drops though. Yeah, exactly. Some of those drops are starting that that's starting to bother me a little bit. He is great. He's got an immense talent, but uh, I, I'd really love to see him just dominate. Just you know, from start to, uh, from start to stop, you know, um, just dominate. And, um, and, you know, in that, um, uh, that Jets game, well, they are the Jets, but that Jets game with, uh, with, <laughs> when everybody I mean, Minshew said. really, yeah, <laughs> Minshew really, he just, I mean, he, he kind of showed what you can do with Goddard when you, when you target him a lot. I mean, he, he could catch 10 balls easy. Yeah. I, I, I love when everybody says it's just the Jets. I, I, from, from moment one, everybody, it's like, everybody's on the same page. They've been given the instructions, talking points. Yeah. Um, It's, it's weird, but uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're a few years off, you know, and uh, I like Zach Wilson. I like like Joe Douglas, but it's not working out for Joe uh, up there. Uh, Miles Sanders. We going to see him uh, 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 on on Sunday. You think he's going to play? Oh, I, I definitely do. Do you? Um, yeah, I think he's going to play. Is I think it, Hitman. Uh oh, we, we may be entering the uh, Ed Kratz at look for Brandon Brooks to come back any minute now, and we're still waiting a month later. Are you guaranteeing the appearance of the Eagles' number one running back in this game against yeah. Is that what you're doing for us? Wow, a guarantee. Guaranteeing, yeah. yeah. I, I guarantee it. Yeah. You got the. Uh, I was going to go back. Can you share Miles' number with me? Yeah, can there, you send me no a chance? Because I, you know what? Sounds to me even, like you talked to the guy. I'm not even taking. I'm not off even taking board. bets on that. It's off the off board. The he's board. Playing, wow. He's playing board. That's not. That's not a. Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> he's got something to prove here. You know, Mom this is does, the this man. is their only chance to beat the Bucks. Um, and and it's not. I don't think it's a great chance. But the only chance to beat the Bucks is to run the ball. And um, so yeah, he'll be out there. I mean, he's he'll play with a broken hand. You know, hopefully that that doesn't um, that doesn't lead to to turnovers and that. But uh, you know, there I, I expect him to be out there. Yeah. Well, that's my concern. Ball security is not the best with Miles in typical circumstances. If we're throwing a a broken hands on top of it that just had surgery and you got Vita Via trying to punch the ball out. Uh, uh, oh, no, no. Landon Dickerson and uh, Jordan Milad are going to take care of Via Via. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you watch that. Yeah. Hey, that, there's going to be, that's going to be a, a really interesting matchup up front, you know, uh, Vita Via, if he goes against uh, Dickerson and, and Milada is going to be over there too. They're combination blocks because, Milana, I mean, I still can't believe some of the stuff, some of the pancakes he's had against yeah. big guys this year, you know? He uh, changed his uh, Instagram location to IHOP earlier <laughs> in the season. Yeah, Very but, nice. you know, that, 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 and you guys are right. I mean, that's where the game's going to be won and lost up front and, and at uh, the quarterback position. All right, I'm putting my eagle-colored glasses on here, readily admitting ahead of time. Uh, that I'm looking at through eagle-colored glasses. Uh, Derek Barnett is going to have another major fumble recovery 
of a Tom Brady fumble wow. like he did in an important game some four years ago, who's going to be punching the ball out? Who's actually going to get the sack like Brandon Graham did in the Super Bowl that causes Tom Brady to cough it up so that Derek Barnett could basically fall on the ball? Bob Gross, prediction. Who's met, Who's getting a sack on Brady that could turn the game? Oh, I'm, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Yeah, it's gotta Unless, be sweaty. Jay, can they on. activate Brandon Graham again? And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see anybody. And, and by the way, I wouldn't be surprised, Jody, if if um, Brady goes back and watches some of that Super Bowl footage, even though all the guys are different. You know, he, he's a, uh, you know, he, he's probably got. Oh, 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 by the way, he threw for five oh five. They yeah. didn't win the game because they shut down Tom Brady. They made one big defensive play, but otherwise he went for 500 again. Yeah. 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 Hey, it's about winning the game, right? Isn't that what Schwartz said? You know, the bottom line is. It is. Now, Jim didn't want to talk about that game. Jim he was, said that with a smirk you know, on his face, yeah. too, didn't he? Jim was not happy about that game. Nah, uh, nah. But, uh, but they did. You know, sooner or later, it does come down to a, a defensive play. You know, it, it does. I mean, it, it just, uh, it, you know, so. But uh, this is a, you know, the the best thing about this game opening with Tampa is it's a great game. It's a reward for for Eagles fans and their loyalty to be able to make a trip to to Florida, you know, to Tampa. Although, you know, sixty degrees and raining. Yeah, it's not good. Even that, it's not good. Yeah. yeah, it's still better than here. Uh, what is it going to be in Tampa? Give me give me a percentage of that in in Raymond James Stadium. How many Eagles fans? Oh, what are yeah. we talking about? Yeah, We're talking about 70, 30, 80, 20, 60, 40. How high can they get that thing? Let's we'll find a way to get in there. No, I, I wouldn't say. I, I think 30% might be a little bit high. I think those Bucks fans are going to, although it's the first round, it's the Eagles. Yeah, it could be. It could be 30, 30. Pay for your whole season yeah. ticket package. Exactly. Yeah. Eagles roots yeah, they, coming they down. Come on, the, Bob. They expect pay for the, the whole package. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening. Exactly. And oh, by the way, yeah. Oh, by the way, have, have do you have your room down there yet, John? I I have reserved. Yeah, uh, a room because the rates are the unbelievable. Be- yeah, yeah, in the beautiful Tampa airport. Yeah, the, area. the rates. I mean, yeah, it was it was two eighty eight at the the Clearwater the Marriott Clearwater Suite. Yeah, you can't get in Clearwater. You're yeah. you're paying or Clearwater four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I mean, it's like so. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be there, – there will be a lot of Eagles fans there. And, um, and you know, hey, I don't know if you've been there. Have you been to Frenchie's? Jody, you've been to Frenchie's I've down there? Frenchies, yeah. yes. With the, yes. the grouper sandwich. Oh, man. Uh, that, doing, the, doing Philly spring training Frenchie's is, oh. is high quality. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Oh, you got to go down there and pay attention. The, you got to be dedicated to the Eagles winning this game. Yeah, You've given us well, – 10% down to 5%. We only got about a minute and a half left here. I'm wondering if you're going to get below 5%. What can we do to change your mind to make you believe the Eagles have a chance to win this game? Well, there, if there's if there was like a COVID outbreak on um, the Bucks right now, John, I would John's say... Been well, saying, that's I've true. been saying that for months. This is yeah. the year to make the playoffs because you never know when COVID's going to hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's coming down even more. It's not. It's just not looking good. I And, um, and you know, if they... If they when they struggle in this game, it's not going to be just because they rested those guys. But I, I still think that uh, that that game, that last game, 
that they played against Dallas. I think they could have used that as a, as a springboard, a little bit of momentum. You don't have to play them the whole game, but I, I still, I don't get that. I mean, who, who thinks that's a good idea? You know, just to, just to rest your guys and you're going to get better. <laughs> you're going to get, how is it going to get better? Raise your hand, McMullen. You and yeah. I both did, thought it was how, a good yeah. idea. But how, is, well, how, how does that make get him better? I mean, well, it doesn't does, get him, it doesn't get him better, but it's, you can't legislate injuries. And by the way, the Eagles, you know, the players they did play, they lost three on IR. Uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside, which nobody cares about, uh, Brett Toth, Tyree Jackson. So, they did lose three players in that game. Yeah, those are guys um, that that never played. <laughs> no, well, that's play why they're playing. A thousand that's snaps. Why playing. A thousand snaps. I mean, yeah. Uh, All right, Bob hey, Groats. Yeah. Elko Times, Bob Groats, host of the Pro Football Report with the legendary voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. So listen to Bob there. Let's get you on record. You said the Bucks are going to win. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to. I think three gonna, touchdown yeah. win. Is no, that what we're no. saying? No, but you I said think... this team was going to start one and seven, not make the playoffs. So Eagles fans are looking for you to go negative. Well, you know what? Hey, that that was close. Two that was five. close. Yeah, you were far. very close. We're not talking to be right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I just think it's going to be double digits. And you know what? I'm not bash. I I think they've had a they they've won the games that they they should have won, and um, and. You know, they, they, they've had a, a pretty good season. Nine wins, you know, they, they do play in, a, in probably the worst division in football. But um, that's beside the point. They won nine games. And uh, what is it? Sirianni is the only rookie head coach in the playoffs? Yes. Is that He's right? number yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Staley yeah. blew so, it. Yeah. So you can't, you know, I mean, you can't dismiss that. Uh, did, did Howie Roseman uh, make some great moves this year? Yeah. But – you know, he also had to put out some fires that he started. I mean, you know, through contracts yeah. and other things. And uh, so I, I need to see uh, Jalen Hurts. I just need to see him um, take another step in this game. And because uh, there, there's going to be a game plan, you know, not that the other ones weren't, but there's going to play off game plans. They're going to take something away from him. Let's see how he reacts. Bob, Good Gross, point. Enjoy, the group, enjoy the grouper sandwich. Yeah. I will do that. All right, guys. That is Bob Groats of the Delco Times. Little did I know that Bob Groats was going to be the Sammy Gravaro of this show and go to the cue cards to tell us exactly what he thought the Eagles' uh, chances of winning were. Groats is entertaining. Gotta like him. All right, John McMullen, Jody McDonald. We'll try and entertain you for about five more minutes. We'll come back, put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also 
experience, Krause's Coach Shack, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coach Shack here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Neck of the Woods in Pittman, New Jersey. John McMullen will be there. If you're coming from somewhere in South Jersey, uh, feel free to quickly jump on the stream here and ask John for a ride. He'll take you down. He told me he'd swing by your house mm-hmm. and up if you uh, need a ride tonight to uh, get to Neck of the Woods in uh, Pittman, New Jersey for Krause's coach. And the I got to figure out how to get to Neck of the Woods. I got to put it in the GPS. Yeah, don't you use the Waze? Just uh, plug it I in. Do and... use, uh, I do use Waze at times. Uh, this is pretty close to me, though, so I don't think I'll need Waze, but um, we'll see. All right, we'll see if you can make your way down there. Something tells me you'll make it. All right, two things before we get out of Dodge. First, thank you, Bob Groats. <laughs> He always says something that grabs our attention. Eagles going to be one and seven to start the season this week. It's guaranteeing that Miles Sanders is going to play. This could be a re-air of uh, Ed Kratz telling us that Brandon Brooks is going to make his return about a month ago, five weeks ago when it was, he went down that road. We're still waiting for Brandon Brooks to make his return. So Groats could uh, step into the same thing. By the way, real quick, before we leave, I want to throw this out there because Jordan Rodden, who covers the uh, Giants uh, for ESPN, um, and uh, he he used to cover the Eagles years ago. Yeah, here in town. Did a good job. Um, It just tweeted out, if if the Giants really wanted to shake organization to core, they would pluck Vice President of Football Ops Catherine Raich or Vice President of Football Administration Jake Rosenberg to be their GM. Uh, nobody has been more progressive and analytical 
approach than the Eagles. They're almost always in the playoff mix as a result. It is amazing to me how well-regarded the Eagles front office is around the league and just how lightly regarded it is among so many Eagles fans. It is the most bizarre thing to me. Uh, uh, I can't explain it. It is so well-regarded around the league. And nobody locally, not saying I'm being facetious, a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't know. It's amazing to me. All right. Another thing the Eagle front office has to get at least partial credit for, and that's all it is, partial. It's not complete credit because Carson Wentz talked his way out of town. It wasn't like the Eagles were motivated to move off Carson Wentz. They did so and did the right thing and got quality in return for him, but they did so because Carson kind of held the, the gun to their head. A couple people reporting that the end of yesterday's game, uh, or excuse me, Sunday's game uh, between the Colts and the Jags, we know what happened on the field, but both Carson and Frank Reich not holding their displeasure under wraps and putting it out there to be seen. Um, Greg Doyle, a guy I know from Indianapolis, had him on my CBS Sports Radio show, said, this looked like divorce proceedings to me. Can the Colts really give up on Carson Wentz after only one year? Yeah, it, it's not that big of a deal uh, cap-wise for them. Stephen Holder, who covers the Colts for The Athletic, just wrote about it this morning, and I, I tweeted about that as well because Eagles fans are going to take a perverse joy in, in Carson Wentz. Yeah, I could see them moving on easily. They should move on, as a matter of fact. They um, got he's got thirteen million left as guaranteed money, uh, or fifteen million left, and thirteen million of it is or uh it's thirteen and fifteen. One is they'll they'll say no, it is they'll save thirteen million. So he's scheduled to make twenty eight, fifteen of which is guaranteed. So they could walk away from him. <clears throat> Shoot, the Eagles took a thirty three million dollar yeah, exactly. to move off him. All of a sudden the Colts at fifteen million looks like a bargain as yeah. long as you're saving thirteen million in the upcoming year. Man, how fast has Carson Wentz's career disintegrated before our very eyes? And and the Eagles set a new precedent, as you mentioned, and they have shown the rest of the league that it's better to move on uh, than to sit in a situation which you know isn't going to work. Uh, I think they've shifted the thinking again. And, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But, you know, Car- it goes back to the injuries. Never been the same guy physically. Never been the same guy. Absolutely. Um, he just doesn't have – we remember 2017 when he was making plays off schedule, out of the pocket, uh, throwing on the run. He just doesn't do that anymore. And that I, – I, I had a call last night on WRP said they thought it was a mental thing. I don't. No. I'm with you. I think it's completely a physical thing. I think he's incapable of doing it. And yeah. if he knows that and acknowledges that in his own head, well, so be it. He knows he can't physically do what he used to do. And at least in that way, I feel sorry for Carson Wentz. The fact that uh, he left uh, spitting on the city of Philadelphia as he did, shame on him for that. But uh, I do feel badly when a guy's career does uh, shorten up considerably because he took some pretty big hits during his time here in Philly. All right, Jay Mack, have a good time down in Pittman tonight. Uh, grab a coat for Krause. Uh, tell all the guys I said hi. That's tonight at Neck of the Woods in Pittman, New Jersey. What's the address here? 614 
Lamb's Road, uh, if that's what you need to put in your GPS or your waves uh, to find your way down there. If you want to see uh, who's there tonight, Barrett, uh, Rob Ellis, De- Barrett, uh, 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 Devin Caney, Devin Caney. Uh, some John McMullen. No Farzetta? Uh, I do not believe Mark oh, is going Okay, so you be... might not be the boldest guy there. If uh, probably going to be the boldest could, guy, you there. might be the boldest guy. That's there. why I wanted you to show up to help me. No, out. I got a little on the side, out. buddy. Well, not, I know. I got some you, on the side. Yeah. Not, well, not I shaved much, mine. Up, so. Slightly more than you. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you very much, J Mac. And I apologize for not making it to the WWE with you last night. Sounds like you saw a pretty good show. I would have. I was there in spirit, but I would have liked to be there. But I also had to be up in the morning to be here with you right here on Birds 365. You up for doing this again 22 hours from now? I will be here. We'll be here tomorrow. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.